0: I, Anthony Irwin, am sorry, Rob Palinka. Welcome everybody to the Silver Screen and Roll podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Harrison Fagan. Harrison, I can't believe I'm saying this. But I think the Lakers are in the middle of, like, a perfect
1: offseason. That has to be the first time you personally have ever said that since you started covering the team, right? Like, its I mean, obviously low bar before last year. (laughs) Um, But, like, even even during the rebuilding years, was there ever a time where you, like, even just for where they were at the time, where you felt like they approached it perfectly? Like, I I feel like no, right? Like, you know, I'm talking about, again, you, eternal pessimist. (laughs) Uh, I, I could
0: pick Nets and I think I would still rather have a Baca than Trez, but if you're never
1: going to get every single guy you want,
0: well, that's, that's only by the way. So the way I'm looking at it, the the reason I'm saying, I think they're having a perfect off season is I'm, I'm looking at it all in the context of the identity that they, they seem to have have built for this team, right? Where they're going to be better offensively than they were last year. Uh, Their defense is going to take a step back, but they're going to be a lot more explosive regardless of lineup, right? Whether it's the starters or the bench unit or some mix in between there, the Lakers basically identified their, uh, their rotation and said, this is, this is the way, you know, to, to, to quote Mandalorian, this is the way that we're actually going to, to repeat is by changing things up a little bit, focusing more on offense than we focused on defense last year. They're still gonna be okay defensively, but this is the this is their identity. And if you're looking at it that way, you couldn't have put together a better offseason than the Lakers have had. Like if that if this was the goal, right? We know that Rob Polenka always looks at he has his notebook with all these plans. And if he basically identified this identity as the way forward for this for this Lakers team, this is plan A. Like I just finished talking to Pete. And we know that he always goes like Polinka goes plan A through Z, a couple times over.
1: Yeah, like Z, but then each letter has bullet points and right, right. This is
0: like this is this seems like it's plan A one. Yeah, is what we're is what we're watching, and I gotta say it's been something to behold. And 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 we we talked about this yesterday on Locked On Lakers. Polinka might be really fucking good at this. Like he might actually be really really good at his job.
1: Yeah, I mean, at this at this point, it's kind of hard to argue the opposite. Like, look, some are trying, like, especially in my DMs. Yeah, you know, like like uh, to that point, like I, I think you can argue that the market makes it a little bit easier. Like, would Marquise be on the minimum if it wasn't in L.A.? Like, maybe not. You know, like we we can would would all be taking the minimum? Uh, you know, to not be in L.A.? Like, I don't know. Like, pro like maybe not. Like, so there are little things that you can quibble with. Like, yes, maybe he has institutional advantages, but you still have to take advantage of those things and you still have to do the work to put yourself in a position to capitalize on them. And I think that through his planning and the guys that they are using those advantages to go after as well, I think that they are like, you can say that he's starting with a little bit of a head start, but he's making like, like he's taking absolute advantage of it in every way possible. It seems like so far.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, last year, the Lakers were at it a at a disadvantage because they had to wait out the Kawhi thing, right? Like you have to wait that out. Yeah. Because of what the potential payoff could have been. This year, without having to wait on that, the Lakers identified, remember right when they traded Danny Green, like literal minutes after the trade was was reported, you got reports surfacing that Wesley Matthews is
1: who the Lakers are identifying as a target. Right. Yeah. And which is why I was kind of like, oh, okay, so the deal with Wes Matthews is done. You just yeah. can't say it yet, like, right, right. Yeah.
0: But, but still, like, what what it comes down to is like, you know, I, I really enjoy watching Polenka work because you can see the plan, and then you can watch him execute on that plan, especially after the fact, after we've seen all of these signings. Which, like, now, so their roster as it's currently constructed is. Because uh, Phil Handy just tweeted out the rotation with, with oh my and like big eyeball emojis, right?
1: Can't blame a coach for feeling that way right now.
0: <laughs> if I was a coach, like, can you imagine the 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 state of of bliss that Frank Vogel has found himself in? No, one? you know
1: what you you know what Frank Vogel calls this roster? Mm. Job security,
0: <laughs> right? Either that or like it's going to have higher expectations. So maybe yeah. that's a different thing, but. So as it stands right now, you have Dennis Schroder, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Marc Gasol, Alex Caruso, Wesley Johnson, Kyle Kuzma, Marquis Wesley Morris. Matthews.
1: Wesley Matthews. Matthews. What did I say? You said Johnson. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not a very Wesley. different, Wes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be a perfect off if they had Wesley. Yeah. Johnson instead of Matthews. It's
1: like, wait, uh, why did they give him the one year max again?
0: <laughs> right. So the rotation though. So you have, depending on who you think is going to start. Pete is of the opinion, having just spoken to him, that it's gonna be KCP, uh Matthews, LeBron, A D, and Gasol, with like the hyper athletic lineup of Dennis Schroeder, Alex Caruso, Kyle Kuzma, uh Markeith Morris and uh and, and Trez coming off of the bench.
1: That's my assumption as well, too. I,
0: I'm I'm not I'm I'm not sold on, on Trez coming off of the bench. That's my. That's the one place where well, I guess know, I'll yeah, be as concerned. you said on
1: yesterday's locked on Lakers, you have sources on that. So yeah, um, I I, you know. I
0: tend to think that he's he's starting, but we'll see. Uh, or if he isn't starting, he's gonna play starters minutes, which I think you and I both agree is definitely happening either way.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think or, or the very least close to as close as you know any like he'll probably be third in minutes. You yeah. know, you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh.
0: yeah. So so. You know, we're, we're looking at this roster as it's, as it's come together, and given the kind of players that the Lakers had access to, right, without doing the 2K thing where you turn off the uh, CBA, you turn off the cap, or you don't allow players to make their own decisions for, you, <laughs> for themselves. Yeah. Uh, short of that, the Lakers walked away with as good an offseason as anybody in the entire NBA has had, and oh, by the way, won a championship last year
1: yeah and so like you know the 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 like latest you know addition to that and the latest leveling up of that off season was this morning you know lot, those of you probably a lot of you probably listened to this podcast you know when it came out in the morning, whatever, and uh you like you heard Christian and Jacob glowing about the off season the Lakers had, and then this morning after it came out, they added Marquise Morris, which <laughs> is like you know which so you like, and
0: I didn't think they would be able to do by the
1: way yeah no i I think all everyone was I think justifiably a little pessimistic like with they were pretty much only going to have minimums left to mm-hmm. offer and so you know like at that point yeah like he might go to Toronto it like you know if they were because they were pursuing him he might go to the Clippers to play with his brother but instead mm-hmm. it looks like Steve Ballmer you know subsidized uh the Lakers you know being able to bring back Markeith so I think honestly this is not something we say a lot on this podcast but thanks Steve Ballmer <laughs>
0: I'm gonna shoot a hot dog gun at Steve Ballmer. Like thank with, with a, with a thank you shirt.
1: Like because look if you're if you're twins and you have a joint bank account and one of you puts in you know one of you gets sixty four million 64. and the other gets like one to two million ish mm-hmm. you know either way you have sixty eight ish million so yeah. you know
0: way to go Steve
1: yeah shouts to Steve Ballmer do they actually does that still a thing I don't know if that's actually still a thing but it is hilarious to imagine it's fun to think about it's yeah fun to think about. No, Steve Ballmer, look, he's doing his part for small businesses during the pandemic. So, um, like, just mm-hmm. really helping the Lakers out with, like, retaining important employees.
0: Do you think this is the best roster, at least heading into a season, that you and I have seen?
1: Oh, yeah, certainly. Yes, yeah. Not not covering, a, the not covering
0: the team. Not covering the team. our In our lifetimes.
1: Mm, I don't know. It's tough to say because, like, you know, I grew up watching the Kobe Shaq Lakers. So, like, I want to see... This mm-hmm. team go, you know, 15-1 and through a playoff run or something, or 16-1 through a playoff run. Yes, 15 would not be enough to win the finals. Um, 16 <laughs> That's the Clippers and one. thing. You're 15-1 and one and you blow a 3-1 lead. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> you know, like, I want to see this team go 16-1 and one before I declare that they're the best Lakers team I've ever watched. But, like, they, are certainly, they have certainly had as good of an offseason or probably close to it, you know, as soon as Anthony Davis puts pen to paper as any Lakers team that, you know, I've been around for.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm willing to go out there and say that in terms of roster or rotation, top to bottom, this is the best heading into it before we've seen them.
1: Now, I was going to say, did you feel that way about that this is going to be fun, Lakers? Because if so, this is going to be a bad season.
0: No, because that, that team was not deep. Okay. It was a very shallow roster yes. once you got past like their starting five. Their starting five, I thought, was going to be phenomenal, but... And maybe uh, they
1: would have been if they ever would have been healthy together. Like you know, we'll they never, they never know. were. <laughs>
0: yeah, but but I think you know, top to bottom, that ten man rotation that we just talked about, and we're still waiting to see how they fill it out. They have three more roster spots to to give out potentially, uh, and and if they don't give out three full roster spots, you know, they at least have one or two that they have to to get to the thirteen man minimum.
1: Just one right now, unless, unless they cut McKinney as well, because we did the math on this. They're at 12 right now. Right. Um, and they're expected to get, or they're technically at 13 right now, but they are expected to cut Jordan Bell, mm-hmm. um, which would leave them with three spots to fill, not including their two ways, which like right now they already have Kaycock on one of those two ways. I would expect mm-hmm. the coach gets the other two way, but maybe they're waiting to see if Giannis signs his extension before giving it to him. Um, <laughs> and- uh, That would be funny. That would be really funny if Giannis like did not sign the extension and like literally within five right minutes the Lakers have like <laughs> signed Post this to a two way contract. Yeah,
0: well, there was also that oh, report, right? Spot. <laughs> there was also there was also that report from Windhorse that Anthony Davis is kind of waiting. Well, to I, see. I don't
1: know if that was a report. I, that to me sounded like a theory that was informed based on information that he had. You know.
0: Just to piss him off, I'm I'm gonna say it was a report. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're uh, but, such an asshole.
0: <laughs> but but I, I think I think for for the sake of the conversation that we're having, you know, with a little bit of work left to be done, and, and we'll talk about the work that we think we could that could be done to round out the roster, this is as good an off season as you and I have ever seen. And we've seen an off season where like when they when they acquired Shaq. It was a successful offseason. We didn't know that Kobe would wind up being Kobe that
1: year. And I also was like, I was five when that happened. So I had very little knowledge of like, like I, I wasn't even like watching basketball very much yet. Like I didn't really start doing that till I was like eight or nine. So well, that was
0: the summer of 95, right? So I was nine. 96.
1: 96. 90, so
0: I was 10. So I was 10. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I, I would go ahead and say that, you know, that's, that's probably the best offseason in, in Lakers history.
1: Yeah, no, somebody pointed that out to me because I was like, maybe this is yesterday on Twitter. And they're like, what about the time they got Kobe and Shaq? And I'm like, never mind. (laughs) Well, but the the difference, so it depends on like the way you want to
0: apply nuance here, right? Where we didn't know that Kobe was going to be Kobe. But now looking back, that's looking back. It's like that sets the bar, right? That sets the bar as the best offseason the Lakers have ever had. Uh, And then, and but like, if you're just looking for comparison now, this doesn't have the star studdedness as that offseason, but when you consider the goal of this offseason, uh and and what their intentions were heading into it, where they won a championship and the idea is to put some space and put some distance in between them and whoever we consider the second best team in the NBA. Like this is this is not uh George W. Bush standing in front of the mission accomplished sign this is this is actually a mission accomplished where i don't i don't have to worry about saying this and having somebody show up and throw a shoe at my face
1: yeah well also like la- I don't know. I mean, Anthony, like you know, there is a long season left to be played, and a lot of players left to keep. No, you're
0: right. No, them. but I mean, yeah. but like when you consider the goals, though, like when but yes,
1: on, on paper they have, which is I think what you're trying to get at. Like they yeah. have certainly upgraded in almost every area where, like, like they've either retained the guys that they needed to keep, or they've mm-hmm. upgraded at the position of the guys that they've lost, who were already key players on a championship team, right?
0: right. Well, you know? I don't, I don't know if you can say that they upgraded the Danny Green spot. Cause I don't like, I I think it's a lateral. Yeah. Okay. That's fair.
1: Yeah. They're, they're at best lateral there.
0: Yeah. But still I'll, I'll, I'll put it in a way that you can actually call it an upgrade is that they basically took a lateral step and have somebody making $10 million less, which allows you to do uh, other more interesting stuff across the roster. Like getting
1: a player in trez that you wouldn't have maybe been able to get otherwise stuff like that.
0: Exactly. So yeah, I, I I'm, I'm, you know, you are talking to the world's harshest critic, I think, of of the Los Angeles Lakers. The
1: fact that they've won you over, like and I'm sitting here saying, "This is like, incredible." So Roll podcast. <laughs> Anthony Irwin has been won over. <laughs> Anthony Irwin liked something the Lakers did.
0: <laughs> I liked a lot of what the Lakers did. <laughs> let's uh, let's take a quick second here. When we come back, I want to talk about the work that's still left to be done. And then, Mantras Herald spoke today to the media, and you have some Fifty Shades of Shades uh, prospects, which, which I'm yeah. looking forward to, forward to as well. So let's take a quick second, come back and we'll talk about all that. So again, just to rehash one more time, uh, you have Dennis Ruder, KCP, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Marcus Alex Caruso, Wesley Matthews, Kyle Kuzma, uh, Markeith Morris, Montrez, Harrell, you have Alfonso McKinney and you have Taylor Horton, Tucker, there's your 12-man roster as it stands right now. The expectation is to waive Jordan Bell. There are two candidates. I'm interested in your thoughts on these names uh, that the Lakers could add to their roster, specifically at the, spen- the center spot. Be and, and this is something that they're looking at doing anyway. But they, there's uh, Dwayne Dedman is out there and available, and Taj Gibson is out there and is available. I would like either of those names for the role that you're looking at there for the for the 12th man on your roster
1: or 13th in this case, I guess, or unless you're putting them ahead of THT or McKinney or, you know, I am. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that, I mean, that's fair, but, um, I, you know, I also hate you. Uh, because, <laughs> <laughs> is um, that, is that, is that Mia? Like Mia, Mia knew that she, I, that was actually, coming. She is actually like right now loading a gun, like, and cleaning it. It's <laughs> weird. Like watching me podcast because she heard THT's name. So like I had to, you know, go to bat there. Yeah. Um, like so, it's like, oh, it's like know, the
0: uh, the Bad Boys 2 scene where they meet the kid at the front door.
1: Yeah, exactly. But, but before I answer <laughs> You're that.
0: Oh, ludicrous looking motherfucker.
1: <laughs> before I answer that, I want I want to ask you like so do you feel like center like that is the most pressing like that is the last remaining thing because it seems like they kind of do based on the leak so far of they want to make sure that Anthony Davis isn't overtaxed there. I think that mm-hmm. is a fair, you know, thing to make sure like Maybe you want one other bulky body just for, you know, if the, if Trez is too undersized for a matchup, maybe Gasol is hurt that night. Like, you don't necessarily want to have to ask Anthony Davis to be your main guy. You know, like, you don't want to be a Marc Gasol injury away from Anthony Davis having to basically be a full-time center is, I think, essentially their, you know, outlook on what is left to do this offseason.
0: Yeah, I. that's where I'm at. Marc yeah. Gasol has looked a little washed,
1: yeah, so no, he, he, and he a decent chunk of last year. He's been relatively healthy otherwise. But, like, you know, it, it, sometimes when a guy is on the decline, that's just what happens. You're like, yeah. well, but they've always been healthy before this. And all it takes is, like, one couple cascade of injuries. And, again... Marcus looks like a great addition. I don't think that is not my expectation that that's what's going to happen. But you want to be prepared for in case that does happen. I, I thought that it was interesting and really uh, not promising for DeMarcus Cousins health prospects moving forward that the Lakers, the team that you would think knows his medicals best, decided to not bring him in on like a partially guaranteed minimum that he mm-hmm. took with the Rockets. Um, now like, look, maybe the Rockets promised him a bigger role than he would have had here or something like that. But like that did not scream like DeMarcus is going to be in a great position moving forward and that they have, I, I mean, I already felt like he was probably uh, like his career is probably done like mm-hmm. at least a meaningful portion of it. Um, but you know, it's interesting. It is, it's an indictment that the Lakers felt that way. I would say.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I mean, the fact that Anthony Davis like didn't, you know, stand up for keeping him around.
1: Yeah, that too. When he very much went to bat for bringing him in the offseason before. And you'd think, like, if Anthony Davis wanted him here, he'd be here. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, so as far as Deadman and Taj Gibson, like – you know, I don't feel incredibly strongly about either of them. Those are fine. You know, like, obviously, I, I didn't watch either of them incredibly closely last year. So, like, I don't have an amazing reference point there. Like, are those guys, like, to you, are those guys meaningfully better than Jordan Bell? Like, that? I'm not yeah. sure... I know Christian, like, is, you know, Jordan Bell is his mortal enemy for whatever reason. It's like, we just <laughs> mentioned, like, the possibility of keeping Jordan Bell. And Christian had, like, a 10-message thread on, like, why he was watched. Um, but, like... Well, now like, I want them to keep Jordan Bell. I, I mean, I kind of do, too, at this point, just for that <laughs> reason only. Just like, to give him a new Rondo to be upset about. Um, right. But, like... Uh, like so, those guys you think are like meaningfully better than Jordan Bell at this point? Because I know Gibson, the reputation was that he was kind of washed, like last year. Well, I wouldn't go that I mean, it far was with the Knicks, and it was like ninety power forwards. But right,
0: still. right, like I, I I'm not going to go so far as to. I, I mean, it's fair to be a little nervous about his washedness at this stage of his career. But I wouldn't judge that based off of his one year with the Knicks when they are the the the, the
1: giant I'd pile of young that dead they are. Because he's younger, but I feel like they'd be more predisposed to go Gibson because they love their vets.
0: Yeah, that's. I, I think. I, I think if I had to choose between Gibson and Dead Deadman, I would probably go Gibson just because uh, he's done more winning in his career and. I think he would be more likely to buy fully into the culture than Dedman. He could almost
1: be like their Tyson Chandler where like if you need him he's ready to go for 15 minutes yeah. and like if he if you don't he's totally fine sitting on the bench in like a winning situation. Yeah. So I, he, you know local kid too. I think he went to USC, correct? He did.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I I uh I would I would go in that route if it were if I had to choose between the two. But if the Lakers walk away with either of those guys, then like throw your hands up, dude. Yeah, I and, mean at this point, that's, like that's that's, that's Rob Polinka dropping a mic on everybody. That's just yeah. same like that's him like just just like just completely dumping on the rest of the league and saying I am that dude. You know, like like Anthony Davis when he make that shot right, he's like yeah, I'm Rob like Palenka that walking to I'm his back back. like that pounding <laughs> his chest. I'm like that exactly. Yeah. Rob Polinka, I am literally like that. You yeah, know, that's, that's, I think that's where the the Lakers would find themselves. So that's, that would be my ideal thing. And then yeah, from there, like, you can never have too many, de- like three D wings. Like you yeah. can never have too many athletic guys that can step in and, and defend versus, uh, you know, can, can switch positions defensively.
1: Yeah. I saw people talking about Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Like he doesn't match the three portion of that, obviously. <laughs> no, and like, uh, I, like... to be honest, I don't know if he's been signed since, you know, that like, and also by the time this go was out, he might be signed. Um, yeah. But he is at least someone that is like, you know, it adds to McKinney of another guy that's like, okay like you can throw him out there and he can get by defensively at least. And maybe you don't need him that much offensively because of all the other weapons that this team has now. Mm -hmm. So like maybe you are more inclined to go for someone who is like just a defender. And like, you know, to me, someone like that also makes a lot of sense as Mm -hmm. like, you know, like I just don't you can't limit yourself to three and D guys because they're all theoretical three and D guys at this point in free agency. Like I saw our friend, uh, Keith Parrish fast break breakfast, uh, was saying, um, you know, like, uh, NBA free agency day four, league, anxiously awaiting on Langston Galloway and Glenn Robinson, the third, shift <laughs> the balance of power.
0: Glen Robinson, the, the third would be a fun one. Did he, has he been signed already?
1: Uh, Uh, you're asking the wrong person. I have not been paying close enough attention to that today, but I feel like no, because Mm -hmm. he seems like the kind of guy that NBA Twitter would have been like, oh man, that's a sneaky good signing for x
0: I I I mean, like basically, what you're going to get, you're not going to get a three and D guy. You're going to get a three oh, yeah, you're or, get
1: three D, or guy. D, like right. uh, you know Kyle Korver, <laughs> maybe someone that fits the three uh, part of that equation.
0: And then you 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 hope that you get the D part of the equation from from somebody else. So. Would you
1: be Would you be interested at all in um, bringing back J.R. Smith? Or I was going to ask or, you the same
0: yeah. thing. Uh, J.R. Smith, no.
1: Yeah, Probably I, I think he, lo- like he basically was running around with a fork in his back, the whole bubble. Like, he was yeah, he- well done, ready to come off the
0: grill. <laughs> he, was, he was out there getting some cardio in, is, yeah. is what I'll say when look, when he, I watched he him He gave some of the
1: most fun moments of the bubble. I'm not, this is not, I have nothing against Jr. Smith. Yeah. Like, he was, his live stream, the night that they went to the bubble, was maybe the funniest moment of the entire bubble on night one, of him just finally getting kicked off because he was being so negative about <laughs> it and just, like shitting on the entire operation yeah. uh, and then him already having his shirt off before the buzzer <laughs> even sounded and running onto the floor. Like, you know, Jr. Smith, great addition from a content standpoint. Yeah. Less great addition. If you need someone to be ready to play a basketball game.
0: If I looked like Jr. Smith, Harrison, I'm just telling you right now, I wouldn't wear a shirt for these recordings. No,
1: neither would I like, you know,
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I would, right? I would, I would be out
1: here. A normal person. Just like maybe not for an NBA <laughs> player anymore. Yeah. Uh, so uh, D-O Waiters I is interesting. Interested in?
0: Yeah, Weider, Waiters is kind of interesting because you get some of the dynamic ball handling ability. You know that that you know, say Schroeder gets hurt, or because you still like basically, it's Schroeder and LeBron are your your ball handlers. Yeah. So Waiters might make some sense in that role. He would be some like of those two. I would I would prefer Waiters back. So if you could walk away with the remainder of your off season here of Taj Gibson and and Dion Waiters, and and go into next year with that because I know the Lakers typically prefer to have an extra roster spot.
1: Under Cup-check they did. Under Palinka, so far they really haven't.
0: Well, yeah, but but uh, I I think w- the years prior with. Excuse me. With Polinka, it made sense to
1: have 15 guys on the roster because you're still waiting to see like what your rotation might look like. And this year, it's it's different too because you have yeah. unlimited two or not unlimited, but you have a lot more days for the two way guys. So maybe even if there is an injury, you can get by with them until you can make a signing or whatever. So right.
0: So I I, I would say that uh I would probably I'd probably predict that the Lakers go into the season with 14 guys on their roster and uh and give allow themselves the flexibility to add somebody depending on cuz like it sucks that i that we have to say this but they're going to have an injury like some yeah even and if it look, isn't an injury look, but like the Dodgers for game, example
1: they're traveling in the middle of a pandemic they're going to get coronavirus at some point if they haven't right. had it already like someone will i don't want it to happen but it seems likely that yeah, you know there're right. going to be NBA players that get coronavirus this year that mm-hmm. is a reality and something that the league has accepted
0: yeah and so you know, I I think it makes sense to have fourteen guys on the roster and an extra roster spot, just depending on which guy goes down, and and which kind of addition that you have to make there. So I, I think that makes the most sense for them there as well. But but again, like you know, what I keep coming back to is uh, I I am as as hard on the Lakers as anybody, and 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 I'm looking at the way that this team has come together, and if Polinka were sitting in front of me, I would just I
1: I. Like just high five them. Would you been... apologize though? That's the important thing. Because well, all right, so you, do you very seldomly apologize. Do you want to have that conversation?
0: The 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 apology for Palinka thing. It's
1: a, it's a whole. It's a whole conversation.
0: I still think it's too early to to. <laughs>
1: Championship.
0: Still think it's too early.
1: Oh my god! It's like oh, they've had a perfect off season. They're coming off a title, and it's like Anthony, do you want to apologize to the man for saying he should be fired? And Anthony's like, well, it's still too early. I don't really know that we can say that he's good. It's two enough. years, dude. <laughs> like you this know, is year two. Enough, I would say it's been year. This is year two,
0: and we still haven't seen him without LeBron James on the roster. So
1: I mean that is fair. But he did. You thought he was going to screw up that.
0: The reports weren't great, which like what I, what I will say, what I will say, what I will say, (laughs) what I will say about Palenka. And this is me eating crow in the way that I can eat crow is that we, I should have given him a higher benefit of the doubt because Kobe vouched for him.
1: And also just because of how little we knew about him, like how little time he had had and how little experience we had with him.
0: So like, I'll, I'll say that in that regard, being desperate see like
1: Will what do you, you want smart. me to say what
0: do you like honestly honestly Harrison smart. like what do you want me to say like I don't think the Lakers should have hired Bob Myers if he said he was interested in the job like is that I don't
1: know what has Bob Myers done since Palenka took over uh, I <laughs> shut out of rings uh, that's all I'm saying <laughs> Like if Masai Ujiri came knocking on the door, the Lakers shouldn't have opened the door I, I for him. Know. Will you say you're sorry now that he's like, he's done okay. Can you right now use this opportunity? I'm giving it to, I, I'm whole, this is like a, a presidential debate. I'm holding you accountable. Answer uh-huh. the question, sir. I got my journalist hat on, like answer <laughs> the question. Will you apologize to Rob Polinka? No. Oh my God. <laughs> what would it take to get you to apologize? Like
0: at least a five year stretch. Like,
1: Oh my God. Some teams never have a five year stretch of set. like that's hard.
0: I'm, I'm I'm just like I just want to see how he does when LeBron James and Clutch isn't running the organization.
1: That's all right, all so Anthony Anthony guys when President of Basketball Operations LeBron James retires, and there, uh,
0: there are people so angry in their cars right now, they just screaming at is, their radio.
1: I'm gonna tweet at you that you owe them, like you know that you need to call their insurance and explain to them why they crashed. <laughs> I am not liable for what you guys do behind yeah, the wheel I mean, during we this segment call ourselves for <laughs> any related automobile accidents that you get <laughs> in as a result of Anthony's takes. Make sure you at Pete. He has the most money of any of us. He can file a claim with. It's at Laker Film Room. You just at him when you need to file like an auto insurance claim.
0: He was out here trying to say that like I'm 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 rolling in wealth because I own a house, but no, Pete is doing far and away better than any of
1: us. Well, also, yeah, you own a house in Texas. What's that like? Thirty bucks,
0: you know? Like, yeah, I mean, like, no, they paid me. Yeah, I I got a great deal. Move out there. Mm-hmm uh somebody was like did you see that i saw you liked my tweet but somebody was like I, you i was so wrong that i should have no like i
1: tax basically pays for your house out there
0: <laughs> somebody said that like i i was so wrong on palenka that i should have to like pack up my stuff and move and i was like i'm in texas that dude. was
1: hilarious like you literally already have my <laughs> you just left california one, one step ahead i look it's like when your dad needs to apologize to you, but he just leaves the room instead. Like his apology is not yelling at you anymore. Right, and right. So like, I think that's what you did with Polinka. You just left the state and you just you don't <laughs> acknowledge any of the previous takes. I, no, I again,
0: the take that I, I'm supposed to apologize for is that Masai Ujiri and or Bob Myers had interested in, in, in working for the Lakers. And I thought that the Lakers should maybe show interest in those guys. Like yep, that's, not right that's not something that's not something I'm left. ever going to apologize
1: for. How many titles did those guys win last year? <laughs> How about the year before? Well, one. So they're <laughs> one for they're one and one. <laughs> it's a tie. Yeah, I, I all I'm saying is Polinka has the same amount of rings as Masai Ujiri. I mean, it's it's a it's a fair point, honestly. Yeah. But I, I I you know what, he has what, like where I, I same where I non-rigged rings as Bob Myers.
0: Where I will just straight up apologize, like where I will just like straight up say that I was wrong, was in assuming that this guy like wouldn't put in the work, yeah, right. That he didn't have the work ethic. That it was purely a nepotism hire, and that he wouldn't put the work. It was a nepotism hire, but so like can you
1: say, you're sorry for that.
0: Yeah, I'll say that that on that front, in saying in saying that stuff, and assuming stuff about his character that I didn't know that I will apologize for. That I'm fine right. with.
1: Say I am sorry, Rob Polinka.
0: <laughs> I, Anthony Irwin, am sorry, Rob Polinka.
1: All right, there we go. That was that so hard. That took five minutes to like that was like pulling <laughs> teeth to get that out. Like,
0: yeah, man. Like, like, you know, like, I'm just
1: gonna clip just that part. And at just least
0: like it. at least numb me before you pull the teeth next time. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's wrap up the show on the Fifty Shades of Shade that you heard from Mantras
1: Herald. Yeah, so those of you that have been listening to Anthony and I for a long time know that we would play a game after Byron Scott, whose name I still hesitate to say on the podcast because I keep thinking I'm going to get fined. Uh, <laughs> uh, still like, why I'm blocked by D'Ang- The only defense
0: that D'Angelo Russell has played is blocking me on Twitter.
1: <laughs> uh, after he left, Lakers young Lakers players would often sometimes subtly, sometimes a lot less subtly, uh, throw some shade at Byron, Uh, you know, when they were talking about Luke or, you know, whatever (laughs) else that may be. And so we would rate it on a scale of zero to 50 on 50 Shades of Shade. It's a very clever name I came up with. Uh, Montrez Harrell had a similar thing today when he was talking about the Clippers. And so, Anthony, there are a couple quotes I'm going to run by you. And uh, let's just give this on a scale of zero to 50. How many Shades of Shade you think that he was throwing? Um, So... Montre's Harrell, who I'm going to note before I read this quote, you know, suffered, I would say, somewhat from fit issues with uh, some of the new stars that the Clippers brought in mm-hmm. and uh, last year. And, fit, you know, like not 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 fitness, but fit, fit. Yeah. Fit issues. Um, and like he had this to say about, you know, he was asked about his fit with this Lakers team by extension, LeBron and Anthony Davis. And he said, that's not really a hard thing to do. You're playing with two premier superstars in the league and LeBron and A.D. What was the, what was the response? That that was what that was his response.
0: He, he he's playing with two super superstars now. Yeah, then he's like
1: he... two premier superstars in LeBron and premier superstars. Did he say like for the first time ever? Or no, he did not.
0: Okay, so it's not it's not a fifty then. No, but I'll, I'll say sure, like
1: it's not hard to do. It's like a forty. Like, I, yeah, I I'd, I'd put it at like, I'm honestly going to put it at like 35, but I think the subtext was there. And also like, you know, adding to it is that he did not say those guys' names once the entire press conference, hmm. uh, while thanking other Clippers players and things like that. It was a major <laughs> thing omission. Now, to be fair, not <laughs> specifically asked about either of those guys, but... He You know he was not necessarily specifically asked about the other guys either that he mentioned, and you know that kind
0: that's of phenomenal. Stuff. that's great cra- yeah. like that 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 right there is a fifty,
1: yeah, um, so he was talked he was asked if the clippers if he felt like the clippers wanted him, and he said, apparently not, if I'm on the other side, that's what it is, really again, could be stronger.
0: You know, he's answering a question like to me when I see when I hear shade, like the best version of shade is like the the, uh, when they aren't asked about the player that they're shading. Right. Or the person that they're shading.
1: Someone else and it's clearly shade at someone. Uh, Well, maybe, uh, you know, uh, like maybe this will kind of, you know. All right. A little bit more up your alley. I would, I would
0: give that last one another forty
1: out of fifty. He was he was asked. Uh, so this was this was a follow up and a rephrase of the question, uh, like in an attempt to try and get him to you know be a little, like explicit about it. And he was asked if he wanted to be back with the Clippers, and he said, "I still have great respect for those guys in that organization, but as to if they wanted me back, it obviously doesn't seem that way, does it?" <laughs> But he didn't answer the question again. I know he he completely ducked it, which is why I felt like it was a little bit more shade that he just oh, turned it back on. Like you know, he didn't even answer if he wanted to be back there. He just turned it back. They didn't really want me. Yeah. No. I. I that's like a
0: forty-five. I'll give that a yeah. forty-five out of fifty, just because. Yeah, he's he's saying what he wants to say without saying it. So that's that's like the definition of shade. Um, I I just think like one of the things that has really kind of struck me since the signing was announced and over the time of like thinking about the guy that they, that they signed the value here. I think there's a lot of value in
1: having a guy who like legitimately hates the team that he left. Sometimes it seems that way. as long as they don't try to beat them by themselves, like that can backfire sometimes, but I do think that it is a good motivating factor,
0: but I, I don't think he will. Like he, LeBron's gonna have the ball
1: yeah I mean that's probably true like you know we are probably we probably have to assign some level of logic that he understands he is not as good as LeBron James Um, yeah
0: and and I just think like somebody who is has that kind of disdain for a team that like has been trying to dunk on you constantly the way that the Clippers have been trying to with the Lakers having somebody who sees that and, and is willing to to meet that bet in the middle of the poker table like I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm excited about the prospect of, of this guy just ruthlessly going after the Clippers, uh, because he feels disrespected. And by the way, I think he should feel disrespected. I think it's absolute bullshit the way that the Kawhi and, and Paul George. Uh, Refused to instill a culture in 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 the Clippers organization
1: well so it's interesting that you bring that up awesome um he was he was asked about what he learned you know from his first couple of years in the NBA and from the you know veterans that he had a lot of fondness for that he spoke about like Patrick Beverly and Lou Williams uh Mm -hmm. did mention Mm -hmm. uh and he said this is what he learned, Anthony. He said, if you're not one of the top tier players in our league, which we all know who those players are, everybody mm-hmm. is expendable. <laughs> which given that the Clippers, you know, in their locker room last year were said to not really be thrilled about the special treatment that Kawhi and Paul George were getting, mm-hmm. you know, that to me felt like a 45.
0: Do you think, do you think he like, if pushed on the question, we all knew who they are. Like if he was to la- ask to list the handful of guys who he thinks is like elite superstars, do you think he would list Paul George? Ooh, that's a
1: good question. I honestly, <laughs> I feel like he wouldn't, but I don't know. I honestly wish that I had thought of that and asked it now.
0: <laughs> like that, that would have been all of the we guys would have had to find Twitter a new rating
1: system. <laughs> we would
0: we would have to like find a new rating system
1: to define all prior. Examples of shave well, previously. You might, you might need it for this one still. All right. Um, so this is the five he was asked what made him uh decide to join the Lakers, and he said that you know he just likes spotlights over streetlights. <laughs> he didn't actually say that. I'm just messing with you. That would have been so good though. Oh man.
0: I, I that would have that would have sent me. I knew it yeah. wasn't real just because like that it's the kind of thing you would have seen on Twitter. Yeah, like
1: have definitely seen that already.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but but like that would have that would have ended the game. That would have that, been.
1: But now somebody really just crashed their car, uh,
0: <laughs> their car.
1: But again, we are not liable for that. So no,
0: no, no. Well, oh, Pete is not us.
1: Yeah, no. You exactly. You take all complaints at Laker Film Room again.
0: Uh huh. Exactly. Man, we have so training camp starts basically in a like a week and a half. Oh God.
1: I'm not ready man. Like as much as I like as much as I like having basketball to watch on, like if I did if this was not my job, I would be really excited that they were coming back this soon. Uh yeah, I I'm I don't know how I'm going to make it through this season to be honest. I mean,
0: there aren't any there aren't very many other jobs out there where you get an off season. So so what I'm saying is stop whining Horst. Like yeah, wait, nobody I, needs to hear it.
1: Can you stop taking shots at him on the podcast like <laughs> this is the third one in two days can't help it i I, brian i apologize for anthony he's not listening no he is and like look
0: he's not listening there's no chance
1: blog boy you know he doesn't understand the respect that he needs to have for credential journalists like you and me so um (laughs) i've had my credentials revoked what are you talking about yeah, exactly. So that that's what I'm saying. You couldn't, you couldn't cut it with me and Brian. So <laughs> I understand why you're jealous. I'm just surprised you're not taking more shots at me too. Well, cause the, I, I, I just, I don't have to I shoot shots at you. Implying that he and I were on the same, are on the same level was more of an insult than anything that you've said. I mean, again, if you're sitting here
0: whining about the fact that you cover the Lakers for for a and, living,
1: I, it's not that I'm I, like I I love my job. I don't love that my hands are falling apart.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like I love I love the creative outlet. I love podcasting. Like I love all of this stuff. It's just like my hands are about to fall off from the amount of writing I've been doing for the last like year and a half since AD got here. So yeah,
0: you you should have gone in my direction. Like,
1: you just yeah, no, honestly, yeah, I gotta I, I gotta start looking at radio gigs and you know whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it for this episode of the Silver Screen and Roll Podcast. We'll be back at it again tomorrow uh for to uh to get you guys ready for what probably is going to be another busy Thanksgiving weekend uh as as we await Anthony Davis' decision and, and the ways that the Lakers fill out their roster. To this point, not much to complain about, and I would find something to complain about. The fact that I cannot is is about as loud a statement as, as you're gonna find about how uh the, the caliber of this roster that we're looking at. And then, like I said a second ago, only a matter of days until training camp launches, and and uh, and Christmas and December twenty second is right around the corner, and we get to see all these guys in action. So, uh, make sure you guys are tuned in and subscribed to the entire Silver Screen and Roll podcast feed to stay up to date on all of those things. Have a great rest of your day, and, and please continue to be safe out there. And and uh, and yeah, if this is probably the last time that. Harrison you and I are going to talk before Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Please again be safe, be smart and uh, and let's let's enjoy this uh, holiday season together.